Coming up on Inside the Green Room, I had a chance to talk with Tyrese Maxey, the franchise, and how he got the nickname. Also, how I challenged him to shoot better for three, and what's going to happen with our team as the trade deadline hits. Let's get into it. We're back with more Inside the Green Room. Harrison Stanford, Danny Green on the SiriusXM Podcast Network. Also find us on NBC Sports Philadelphia if you're not already following us on YouTube or our podcast app. Bunch of places to find us. Hope you enjoy. And you should enjoy our interview with Tyrese Maxey coming up in our next segment. He tells us how he got named the franchise and how Danny's challenge has resulted in him being a better three-point shooter. But first want to react to all of the noise that's going down in basketball land, Danny. There's a Super Bowl coming up this weekend if you love football, but we can't keep our eyes off of basketball Twitter because every other hour is another rumor about another player, about another situation. And sometimes there's no details, but the headline makes you feel like there's new details. Uh, Before you actually get into the specifics or we get into the specifics, how in tuned are the guys on the team to the rumors? Because at this point, you guys have been in the limelight or in the rumor mill all year long. Uh, how are you guys in, embracing that? I think guys are kind of just drowning them out. You know, they're not really, unless they hear something stable, which nobody has heard, they're just interested in seeing what's going to happen. But nobody hears or knows anything concrete. Um, guys are pretty just playing and ignoring it. And whatever happens, happens. But most people, you know, think that not much change is going to happen. I think that's how most of us are approaching it uh, because we're playing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. And I think, you know, everybody likes this group, uh, management, the coaching staff, uh, ourselves, the team. I um, think we have a very good shot at being a contender, regardless of, you know, who comes in and plays or who stays. Um, but with that being said, doesn't mean anything can't happen. But a lot of us are just staying focused at the task at hand. And that's trying to get better each and every day and, you know, finding a way to be a group cohesively I'm on the floor. Later in the show, uh, Tyrese will actually tell us what he thinks, uh, how you guys are, how he thinks you guys are performing on the court relative to regular season versus how it would be in the playoffs. Uh, Joel Embiid was on the Mike Missinelli show on 97.5, the fanatic on Monday. Uh, He had a a number of quotes, a lot of it really, to be honest with you, really felt like the opening year, opening season press conference that he gave, where he basically said, everybody is hopefully accountable. The team is better with Ben there if he is there, but he wants uh, is hoping that Ben is a little uh, takes the accountability for what happened uh, on at least on his end. And even though everybody is at fault, uh, it's leading me to believe Danny that Mm -hmm. the trading deadline, as you believe is going to come and pass and the roster will relatively be the same. And one of Joel's quotes was that he's doing whatever it takes to win a championship. And that if that means Ben Simmons coming along, then that's what it means uh, after the trading deadline, after maybe an earnest effort was made to trade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would, would do you think that's actually a? I mean, there's a lot of Sixers fans who don't even believe that's actually a thing. My last that's question for you is Tyrese: Do you think? Do you think there's a possibility? Yes, of him actually doing it. I, I think so. I, I think if trade doesn't go through, I couldn't see him sitting at home the whole year. I couldn't see him missing out on his whole check. Um, I see. Him, you know, just accepting the fate of what's, what, what it is to be at this point. And that's, you have to play basketball for Philadelphia 76ers if you want to, you know, get paid, you know, 
it, as your job. Um, so if he wants to continue to get paid or to collect any you know monies that he's missed out on, he's gonna have to step foot on that floor and he has to figure it out. Um, I think he's banking on being somewhere else where he can get an opportunity to to play in a different style, but he knows that he's successful with us and can figure it out. I mean, who knows who knows what his approach is, but I think it's a very strong possibility that he might be on the floor after the trade deadline if we don't trade him. Um, who knows what that'll look like, um, how serious he'll take it, or if he'll play or do his role or play his job or just be on the bench. But I think he'll have to make an attempt to be part of the team if he wants to get paid. You've been on a, a number of teams and you heard a bunch of stories being in the league. Uh, do you think that element can be that 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 would seem to be fixed would be a bad what would seem to be a bad chemistry experiment at huh. that point we see a lot of chemistry given man a lot of them can have gone bad a lot of them going well can they be fixed some of them can be fixed yes um some can start out bad and then smooth out but winning cures all you know if he comes in and plays well or plays decently enough and we start to win um you know, people may feel a way about him. Fans may feel a way about him. And people in the locker room may feel a ways about him. But, you know, there's a lot of people you work with at, at work and your coworkers you may not get along with. But at least you know that they're productive, they're efficient, and they get the job done. You know they're going to do what they need to do to make everyone in the team look successful. So uh, regardless of that that feature, regardless of that aspect, you know, guys will come in and, and do their jobs and, and do what they're supposed to do to try to win games. And if that's working, regardless if they have to – interact as much as they would like to or don't want to interact with them as much as they want to, um, you know, we'll figure it out, you know, and said winning is going to cure a lot of those mishaps. One of the keys to the Sixers winning so far this season and winning at the mark that they are is Tyrese Maxey, who actually worked out with Ben Simmons uh, for some time during this past summer. He joins us next on Inside the Green Room. It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams in Super Bowl 56. Hi there, everybody. This is Lindsay Rhodes. And if you want analysis for every angle of this exciting, surprising, legacy-defining matchup, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. Our guests and conversations aim to make you a savvier football fan. We're going to cut through the lazy narratives, and there are a lot of them. The low-hanging fruit, none of that. If you want to be the smartest person at your Super Bowl party, please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. New episodes up every Monday and Thursday. Back with more Inside the Green Room, Danny Green, Harrison Sanford, and we are joined by the 2022 Rising Star Challenge participant, Tyrese Maxey. Now, before he joined us, before we actually pressed the record button, Danny asked if there was any trades that we need to talk about in the show. And then Tyrese said, well, you didn't hear that Tyrese and Danny got traded. It's that time of year, guys. Yeah. And this is when you know you made it, when your name is in the trade talks. When you're not in trade talks, you're not really, you know, have made it yet. So Tyrese, I know it's a, even though you're not going anywhere, but when you hear your name, it can be stressful. I know it could be a little awkward, but consider yourself a somebody in this league if other people want you. So congrats. Congrats on the rising stars. Congrats on being part of the trade rumors. If you are in any, which I don't think you are. No, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. I got good vets around me that help me every day. You know what I mean? Word, word, you know, guys like myself. Did you think that in year two that you would be where you are right now and be invited to a Rising Stars Challenge? Um, I think confidence level-wise, yeah. I mean, you know me for, you know, a little bit loud. You know that, you know, my confidence doesn't waver just because of, you know, the work that I put in. Um, 
but I, I know that this opportunity will come like to play these many, this many minutes and, you know, be a part of a championship contender right away. No, but um, like I said, just my confidence and my pre- preparation has, you know, kept me ready. So. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Ace. My bad. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the interesting thing. Cause I, I know you were working out with Ben this past summer and you don't know how it was going to pan out. Right. So I, I know you probably worked together with him, like as if you guys are going to be on the court together. And if you're on the court together, your role is vastly different from what it might be or what it is now. Uh, I wonder how, like, how were you envisioning yourself as a basketball player this summer when you were working out with Ben? Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't work out as much together as people think. I mean, we played in a couple of pickup runs together just because being in LA, being in the same agency, working out with the same, you know, trainer. But um, and I, I always knew to play on this team with guys like Joel, Tobias, and Ben, uh, you know, preparing that he'll be back. Uh, I had to if I was gonna be able to get on the floor, I had to be able to play defense and I had to be able to knock down wide open threes because um all three of those guys create wide open shots for us. Uh, Joel's always getting double teamed. Uh, ben Simmons is always in transition, getting to the page, spraying out the shooters. And, uh, you know, Tobias causes a lot of attention as well. So I know last year it was times that I couldn't hit wide open shots. And, um, and I think that one had to do with just me being nervous. And I knew that if I didn't make these shots, that I wouldn't play. And then, um, you know, I just wanted to work extremely hard. And I had motivation from guys like Danny who told me I who basically <laughs> said I couldn't shoot. Last year, you know, we had a conversation. That's that's funny. I didn't even, you know, I, that's we had a debate. Show. I didn't say he couldn't shoot, so we had a debate. Daddy said I couldn't shoot, so Danny said I couldn't shoot threes. So you know, every time I went to the gym this summer, I had to make sure that I came back this year to let Danny know that I could shoot. So interestingly enough, we just played the Bulls, um, and a part of this debate was Kobe White, Carolina kid, and last year Kobe White played a lot. Um, before they got a lot of people, he put up pretty big numbers. We had a comparison between Tyrese and Kobe. And I just said he couldn't shoot as good as Kobe could. So he took that as I told him he couldn't shoot. So now this year he want to come back and prove, which is good motivation. And you know, I love it. He's shooting at a high clip right now. And he's taking it very confidently. Because every time he's open, he'd pump fake to his one dribble floater, one dribble pull up. I'm like, yo, just shoot the three, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can shoot it. So, you know, if we had guys on our team as confident as him, I think we would be a ton better. But, you know, we have some guys that are slowly getting there and taking it there. I'm glad he's confidently taking the three ball now. But, um, yeah, we had a, a, a small debate about it. And not that he couldn't shoot, that uh, he just couldn't shoot at someone else, which right now he's having a great year. And obviously Kobe's had some injuries, um, but he's up there now as one of the, the top shoot, better point guard shooters as a youngster. I, can I get a picture painted, please? Where was the setting? Who was involved in this conversation? This was in, probably in Chicago last year. It was in Chicago last year after the game. And one of our teammates said, he was like, Tyrese, what would you do with, with Kobe White's minutes? And, like, if you was in the same situation. And I was like, I think I averaged, like, 20. And Danny, <laughs> and Danny was not in the conversation. That's what really made me upset. He was not in the conversation, but he was right there next They year. asked me. They, they, we all joined in. Yeah, George yeah. was a part of the team or something. Tobias was in, and they're like, yo, what do you think, Tyrese? I was like, you know, he doesn't shoot as great from three as Kobe, so he probably averaged, you know, between – 14 and 17 or something like that. I said, if he shot the three ball, he might get to the free line. But I said, if he shot three ball better, maybe, you know, 20. But I gave, I see him averaging like 14 to, to 17. And he's like, oh, so now I can't shoot. I'm like, bro, I didn't say that. I just said, I said, Kobe is a really good shooter. He said he's shooting very well from three. And um, obviously, Tyrese has proved me wrong. This was a year ago in Chicago. Now we're back, coming back to Chicago. We just passed. 
And uh, you know, he's shooting off the pick and roll, you know, right behind right behind the three ball, right behind the pick and roll, shooting three pull-ups and making it and uh proving me wrong. So I'm, I'm loving it each and every day that I see it. That is the appropriate time to put the battery in the back. And that actually leads me to a quote that you used to say often last week, uh, last year, Tyrese. And I always like I, it's a great quote, but it's also could be BS if you don't actually show the proof. So you always right. used to say, I want to get one percent better every day. And before you follow up on that, Danny, when you heard him say that, what were, what were your thoughts? Because, Danny, you've played with guys you played with a bunch of guys. You've been in the league for a long time. And a lot of guys say they want to get better. A lot of guys have a lot of great quotes about getting better, but they don't actually put in the work. So when you heard that, I want to know your reaction. And then Tyrese, follow up, please. I knew I knew that he would get there. Like, he's a guy that I have to fight to keep out the gym when it's like rest days. It's like, bro, you're playing 40 plus minutes night and night out. And we don't have many points. Like, you're the only point guard right now that we have. So these days that we have off our rest days, you don't need to come in, but, you know, he just, you know, he pushes the envelope. He has to get in, he has to get his shots in, his free throws or shoot, shooting some threes just to, he's nonstop. He's a workaholic. You know, he's there early. He gets out, he leaves late, uh, but he's there every day, regardless of how many minutes he plays or if he doesn't play or if he, if he plays the whole game, he, he's going to be there. So um, I have to fight with him to get him out of the gym. But I do recall having a conversation with him early in the season. His goal was to shoot, I think, like maybe 37 to 38 or something like that. It might have. I don't know what it was. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I said, you'll just shoot, I said, shoot for 40. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He said, you yeah. shoot for 40. I said, you might end up on 38. It happened that way. So, you know, he said, for me, I, I always try to shoot for 50 or 45. And then hopefully it land on, you know, a little bit above 40. So uh, right now he's shooting 40. He was shooting like 41, 42 at one point. And I'm sure that's higher than what I remember us you know, discussing at that point. I think it was like 38 or 37. I don't know what it was. But, um, you know, if he keeps it up, I said he, he's right where we need him to be, especially um, for playoffs. You know, we're going to need that perimeter threat, um, not just from the outside position, but from our point guard position. You know, we don't just need him in the dunker and making plays. But it is challenging. He's, he has a lot on his plate, and he does have to facilitate. He does have to feed Joe. He does have to play the dunker spot, which uh, Ben played last year. So he's learning how to be a big as well. Um, and also, you know, penetrate and kick and also knock down a three-point shot. So he has a lot on his plate. And I've been meaning to ask you, you know, after you follow up on this, the next question of of the plate. So I'm going to let you answer first, and then I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, with the 1% better thing, it's just it's been something that my dad, you know, kind of, you know, laid out for me when I was younger. And he told me, I remember he had a conversation with me when I was like third grade about uh, getting better. And uh, my favorite player was Dwayne Wade. And I tell Danny this all the time, which <laughs> I, I can't stand Danny because he was out there trying to, block Dwayne Wade shot and hit threes and knock Miami, you know, make Miami lose. I, I said, I mess with him all the time about it, but you know, he, my dad would ask me like, do you want to be as good as, as Dwayne Wade or, or better? And I would always tell him, yeah, I mean, that's, that was my goal. And he was like, you know, as a young kid, you always want to, when you go to the gym, you don't want to work out. You just want to go play, have fun, play horse and, you know, just, you know, do little things like that. You don't want to do drills and do stuff that you, you know what I'm saying? Little stuff like that. So, and I, and, and it's just, and it just stuck with me. It stuck with me since I, since I've been a little kid, and I and I really do mean it when I say I want to get one percent better every single day. And in the summertime, and I think I, I took it to another level. And I was working out multiple times a day, early in the morning, you know, six a.m. And I my thing about the six a.m. thing is it's psychological. Like I feel like if I'm getting up before you know everybody else while they're still sleeping, I'm getting the workout in, and and, uh, and I'm beating everybody to the punch. 
So, you know, it may not mean anything to a lot of people, but, you know, it psychologically, it does something to my confidence. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. The 1% better thing is, it, it really means something to me and I'm gonna keep sticking by it. Yeah. You can see all the results coming, man. Who knew it happened this fast The opportunity. Um, but the question I have for you, I know how much doc throws at you, how much we throw at you. What is the most challenging with being a point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the yelling. I don't mind the yelling and the, and uh, everybody getting on me. And I, I understand I'm the, I'm the youngest player on the court, and it and it happens. It's how it works. You know, I'm still a rookie to you know to y'all guys because y'all we have all vets for the most part. You know, that's in the rotation. So, but um, I think the hardest thing for me was at the beginning of the year was was being able to tell people no, was being able to tell people no. Like it was times where you know Joel, like Joel's we know Joel is MVP caliber player and uh, he needs the ball a lot, but it was, it was times where he would just run to the post and we wouldn't run a certain play and I wouldn't say anything. I just let it, let it go. And I think as of now, like now where we are today, my communication has gotten better. It's been like, nah, Joe, we're not running that right here. You know what I'm saying? Let's get somebody else involved. Let's get Tobias involved right here. Let's, you know, run a little, a little action for Seth or let's just open up the floor for everybody in this, in this uh, particular possession. But um, I think that's really where I, my confidence in that. And I think that's one goes to just the work that I put in. And, and the other thing is just the relationship I have with my teammates. You know, I think uh, I really do appreciate everybody because I feel like they're confident in me. And uh, when, when you feel like when you have when you feel like your teammates have the confidence, you know, in you that you have in yourself, then, you know, that takes your confidence to a whole nother level. And, you know, that, you know, that's really, 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 really helped me. Danny, I would assume a lot of your confidence comes from uh, the fact that Tyrese is such a hard worker so that even if things go wrong, he's going to work to improve it. I would also wonder, and and I've heard uh, that one of the bigger challenges for you, Tyrese, as a point guard, or maybe for the entirety of the team, is actually understanding the play by the time you leave the huddle. (laughs) Yeah, that's not just him. That's for all of us. Uh, Because people those who are tuning in the fans um there's a lot more behind just running up and down the floor and you know x's and o's you do have to know your personnel you don't have to and we do actually run plays and draw stuff up uh but with the longer timeouts it's harder it's weird because so much is going on i feel like when we draw the play up when we draw the play up earlier in the timeout and there's so much time that has passed by the time we get to the floor a lot of us have forgotten what the hell we're running (laughs) so we're out there and i'm like Tobias will come like, what are we running? I'm just like, shit, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, I, uh, I think something, one of these, and I'm like, I shit, I don't know. I just, I know I'm in the corner. That's all I know what I'm doing. So, but also because when Doc draws it up, he is a good X's and O's guy. When he also draws it up, if you don't watch it throughout the whole process, if you catch just the end of it, it looks like complete chaos on a board, just scribble, scrabble all over the fucking place. And there is a picture that I think, Maybe A. Subers might have posted, or somebody Philly Sixers posted it, where Tyrese is looking at the board and he looks confused as hell. And his face says it all for all of us half the time when we look at the board if we're not paying attention. Because his face was like, "What the hell are we? What is that?" It just like sometimes, sometimes you know, like you said, the timeouts sometimes are like three minutes and fifteen seconds. So when it when when he gets done drawing up the play, it's still two minutes and thirty seconds left on the on the you know in the timeout. And then sometimes we just happen to be on defense. So then now we're on defense 
And, you know, the whole defensive possession goes by. Let's say we get a stop. We run and fast break and score. Then they come down and we stop them again. And then – or they score. And now it's time for us to run the ATO. So now at least five minutes have went by. And, like, I'm like, oh, snap. Oh, I have no idea what the play was. So, but, but you know, like he said, you know, sometimes, like he said, Coach Doc has great exit notes, has great ATOs. And, uh, you know, we execute very, very often off of them. And, uh, you know, sometimes, like, if you don't pay exactly, you know, 100% attention, then you may miss something. You may miss where you go. You may miss where you uh, – you're going left to right. And in this particular moment, I was I was extremely confused. And I just had a face <laughs> of, like, wait, am I supposed to go left or right? And then I, <laughs> and I, and I don't know how they caught me on the bench looking like that, but – you know, when we and, get the picture, y'all will see it. But it's also just we have ADD. We forget shit. When we leave the huddle, <laughs> we're like, oh, because some other things might come up in huddle. We don't just discuss the play. We'll discuss the play. Then Dan will be like, oh, we're doing this on defense. We may be trapping. We may be doing this. And like, right. oh, look for that. Yo, so-and-so, I was open in a corner. Hey, when I X out, you go over here. Then we get about on the court. Then you're like, oh, shit. What are we running? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And the play might be for Tobias. And he'll be like, yo, what are we running? I'm like, bro, it's for you. What, what are you talking And he's like, oh, okay. You know, like we all, a lot of us forget it. Except like, what are we running? Like, damn. Yeah, we, and we mess it up sometimes. But, you know, that's the life of, of, you know, being in a huddle and being a basketball player. So many plays, I mean, uh, you know, actions happen in the huddle, outside the huddle, and on the game. But by the time you get to the ATO, you're probably going to forget. But also, if you're not paying attention to that board, it'll look like a different language too if you're not, you know, watching or paying close. Yep. One of the things that I've noticed from watching from afar and seeing up close and just having some conversations with guys on the team, uh, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong. So Tyrese's job is to be the point guard. He's to, his job is to make sure defenders respect him from the three-point line, use his speed when he can in transition opportunities. And I also feel, Danny, and as somebody who's been in the league for 13 years and you're with veteran guys like a Joel Embiid, a Tobias Harris, I also feel like another part of Tyrese's job is to bring that youthful exuberance, that joy. If you look at Tyrese's Instagram feed, it's a bunch of smiles, and which is, oh, I mean, everybody likes to look their best for Instagram, but it looks like the joy that he's bringing to the team for sure has helped out or is a part of, or is a part of his role. A big part of it. And that's, that's him being a great young point guard that he is. Um, you know, Tobias would say the positive vibrations. You know, we need that. We need to keep the waves and the vibrations going in a good in a good, in a good smooth motion, you know? So, you know, with him, with the positivity, it helps a ton because there's a lot of yelling. Like you said, there's some screaming, there's some tension. There is a lot of frustration with, you know, defense of not talking or the ball not moving or certain guys not getting the ball at certain times. Um, but you see Tyrese bouncing up and down the court, running around, smiling and shit. It lets you, it brings you back to the purity of the game and realizing things are going to be okay. It's just going to be cool. And Tyrese's going to look out. Usually he's the one that'll probably find me in the corner. He'll, you know, get Tobias to a play. Um, and he's got, a, even though he's still figuring it out, He's done a great job of keeping everybody even keel and balanced. One thing I also saw, Tyrese, on the Sixers uh, Instagram account, there was one, I don't know where it started. Maybe you know where it started. There was a, a phrase that was, okay, good. The, you Danny, you'll tell us a story then. I think you do too. Okay. Well, for I, I, no, I don't. I, it said, it had a picture of you, and in all capitals, it said, the franchise. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, well, well, I'll, hey, you're a great, yeah, you're a great young player, but I was, but even I was like, well, damn, that's, that's, that's high we, honors. We, Where did it come from? <laughs> we, we was in the locker room one day after a game. I can't remember who we played. I, I don't remember who we played. Maybe I think it was Boston. We had just played Boston. And, 
it was like a, I don't know, maybe two weeks before Joel posted a picture and I was in the picture and I'm like, I was messing with him. I'm like, hey man, you know, you're going to post a picture. You got like five million followers. You could at least tag me in the picture. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, like, I, you know, I want little, I get little followers or something, man. But just messing with him like that. You know, I go get in the shower and I come back and, and he's like searching for a picture. <laughs> like, bro, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, bro, you call him? Yeah, I got to post a picture. I got to tag you. I got to tag so this man, he, I'm like, so, okay, whatever. I'm like, bro, you good? Like, you, it's cool. I was just, I was really just joking with you. This man finds a picture and and just posts like the franchise on it. And I'm like, big dog. Franchise like, handed handed over the keys, handed the franchise over to him. That's how that's I'm how it all like, came about. Yeah, and now it's like people walking around and they literally are calling me, calling me the franchise, and I just, I just put my hood on, duck my head. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, what is this man like? And, you know, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. He means a lot to this franchise. So, you know, what, what he says, people, you know, kind of follow right behind it. And, you know, the fans love it. So, yeah, a big dog tagged him. So once big dog tagged him, it's stamped, you know, signed, sealed, delivered. And now, now he's the franchise, you know. So <laughs> that's where it started, bro. It started with big dog. There it goes. Uh, okay, so I have more. I have more questions. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more basketball now. So let's say, and I'll let Reese, I'll let you go first. If the trading deadline comes and goes, no moves at all, what has to happen for this season to be considered a success? Uh, we got to, you know, in my opinion, we just got to, it comes down to the playoffs. And uh, it doesn't, I mean, I've only been in the league, like, what is this, one and a half year? So, I mean, it, it all, all, everything changes in the playoffs. Like the regular season, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. It matters for seeing or who you're going to play against. But when you get to the playoffs, it's a whole different ball game. You know? and, I, and I was you know, able to play like some heavy minutes technically in the playoffs uh, last season just because, you know, some injuries. And then I played, I played pretty well in, you know, the, the Washington series. Then I had a solid game in um, the Atlanta series. But you can tell in the playoffs the intensity level goes up. And – Danny said it all year. The White kind of said it, you know. Ben and Tobias, they were said, and I just always wondered, like, how does it, how does it change? But now that I played so much in the regular season, and then I played in the playoffs last year, I can tell, like, the attention to detail in the game. You know, it, it's a lot different. You know, and I think I don't know if Danny will agree to this. Like, we try extremely hard defensively. You know, in the NBA, and people say that we don't from the outside looking in just because of how talented guys are in scoring. But I promise you, we try extremely hard. But um, and, but in the regular season, like, the fourth quarter, every everybody's level turns up and, like, a notch, especially if it's a close game in the regular season. Like, the fourth quarter, everybody, okay, let's lock in. Let's try to win this game, especially if it's a close game. And uh, and it just feels like a playoff atmosphere, you know, at that time. But, um, but yeah, like you said, you know, for, for us to be successful, we have to be successful in the playoffs, and uh, we have to make a run. So what would that be? Is it getting back to where you were? I mean, Danny will probably follow up on this. Like the, the expectation level for the team is just going to be different from the outside looking in because Ben, as of now, is not playing. Right. So I wonder, like, what the expect, what's realistic? I mean, I've obviously win a championship. That's a success, of course. But I don't know if because of that factor, the non-Ben Simmons playing factor, if that changes the expectation of what success might be? I mean, in my opinion, you know, we got to, we got to go out, we got to play with who we have on the court. You know, that's if Ben comes back or if he doesn't come back, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we still got to go out there and compete. 
and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Danny will say the same. Um, you know, we have one goal. One goal is to get to the finals and, you know, try to compete for a championship. And uh, I think success, you know, immediate success looks like passing that second round. You know, it seems like the Sixers have been there for a couple of years. You know, they lost to Danny and the Raptors after the Kawhi shot in the second round in game seven. And then last year we lost to the Hawks in a game seven in the second round. So, you know, just moving forward and moving past that, you know, I think that's, you know, that's a step in the right direction. I would agree. Um, also, it said to the the fact that you know, he's intensity every quarter is a fourth quarter in the playoffs, and it, it rises yep. um, in every possession. You you treat it like the fourth quarter. So yes, mm -hmm. um, it all depends on who steps on that floor. If we don't trade, if Ben comes back or not. With him, of course, the expectations are a lot higher. Without him, I mean, within our locker room, they're high for us. But outside, I don't think anybody else, except for the people in that locker room, expect us to do as as well, if not better, than last year. Um, a successful season, I think right now, us being in the top three or top, you know, top of the East is pretty successful, but also get into the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I don't think anything, anything less than that wouldn't be successful for us, regardless of who we have on the floor. I think we are a dangerous team. Nobody wants to see us in the playoffs and we have enough pieces to get to the third round. So um, we will see what happens with the next, you know, three or four days. Um, and then after that, we'll see what happens from then. But either way, we're focused on us and our goal. And that's just trying to get, you know, get to the playoffs healthy. Obviously, have a good seating, have home court advantage because we need our fans behind us. And then hopefully get into, you know, third round um, and then see what happens from there. Once you get there, you know, anything can happen. It's, it's anything also can happen. The, the healthiest team, as you can see, a lot of health plays in a big role of that. So usually the healthiest team that's clicking the best is the, the team that comes out on top. And that's necessarily, not necessarily the best team in the league or the most talented team in the league. Tyrese, I'm sure you've heard, you've seen, and obviously you've heard why Danny is a veteran in the league for so long. And as somebody who's covered, I covered those Cavalier teams and I covered the Raptors and Lakers teams that won championships. And so, and Danny probably is the same way. Danny's probably desensitized to when you guys win regular season games. And from what I've heard, there are debates on the plane, on some of the, you know, the group, the team gatherings. There are actual debates going on if the team is actually playing well, despite the fact that you're still winning games. Where do you, where have you landed on those heated team debates? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, I kind of stay out of them. I mean, I'm there and I, I put my two cents in, you know, every now and then. But um. I mean, I play a lot of minutes on this team, and, and uh, I'm, I have a role on this team, but I'm still only 21, and it's my second year in the league. And I haven't, you know, I haven't got to play a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of significant basketball as far as on the NBA level. So, you know, and winning in the NBA is hard. Don't get me wrong. Don't, you know, winning a basketball game is hard in the NBA because, you know, at the end of the day, these are still professional basketball players no matter who you're playing. You know, it doesn't matter if their top two guys are out. Um, you know, it's still you're still going against professional basketball players who who get paid to play basketball. So, um, yeah, I stay out of those. You know, Danny, Danny, he always puts his two cents in. Though he's always gonna he's gonna be adamant about what he says, and you know, he has points. He has you know valid points because he's a he's a three time champ. He's been in this league for I don't know 14, 13 years, and uh, he knows what winning basketball looks like. He knows what the right way to play is because. He's played for great coaches, multiple great coaches, you know, around this league, and he's played with multiple great teams that have played the right way. So, 
if he's telling us, you know, this right here is good basketball, this right here is, is not good basketball, he's going to let it be known. And he's going to tell us, and, you know, we're going to – I normally listen to what Danny says because, like I said, he's, he's 14 years in, three-time champ, and um, he's really good at his job. Yeah, he's a listener. He's more of a guy that's on standby. He'll, he'll you know, give us a sense of how he thinks we're playing, um, but he doesn't really chime in for when we're having our debates on whether or not we're playing winning basketball or team basketball. You know, he does a good, and a lot of the young guys are just listening, but um, you see them soaking it up and they understand, you know, sometimes even though we win, it may not have been a great team win or team basketball win. Um, and even though we lost, we might've played, you know, played well, better team. Like I, I don't mind us losing if we play in the right way. And I'm sure Doc will say the same thing. Um, so yeah, those are some of the baits sometimes. And that's what makes it frustrating because you know, some guys are still learning that or understanding it or trying to figure out or disagreeing or thinking that, you know, this is okay, or just because we won, that it, it covers all, you know, mistakes or, or how, you know, how we're playing. No, that's not the case. You want to prepare for those moments by playing with better habits. And that's regardless of win or loss, you want to have better habits. And, um, you know, we have a lot of, not a lot of them, but we have them, you know, every so often we have great talks about it and then, you know, discussing of how are we going to attack. It. And I think it always, it's healthy for us because it allows us to hold each other accountable and then go out the next day and, and to challenge ourselves to play as a team, as a group. And then normally we do come out and start playing together more, be more cohesive. And you can see it on the floor from start to finish. And I think, and I, I'm, and I'm butt in real quick, but, uh, and, uh, like Danny said, you know, the respect level that we have with each other and the, how comfortable we are with each other. I feel like the, the vibe of the team morale is really good. And like, you know, we can talk to each other. We can have these, you know, debates. We can have these arguments. We can, George and Tobias can stand up on the plane like they were yesterday, <laughs> screaming at each other about, it wasn't even about basketball, it was about a different subject. But, you know what I'm saying, they can, they can have these debates and then we can sit down and laugh at each other, the, the rest of the plane ride. And it's, it's, and I think that's extremely important when it comes to chemistry and playoff time, just because from what I've seen, you know, it's, it's you against the world in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. it, it's your team, your teammates and yourself in your organization against everybody else. And uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, that you, whoever's in that locker room, that's all you got. And uh, you have to be able to lean on your brother. You have to be able to lean on someone, um, you know, in the organization on the team because you never know when the playoffs come, you know, you can be having a bad series or you can have a bad game. You got to know that, okay, my brother got my back. Someone else is going to step up big right here in this series or this game. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's huge. The, to have each other's back like that is, is a big deal. For sure. And to be able to have hard conversations and have these debates and being, have them healthily, uh, it allows us to, to hold each other accountable and criticize each other without having any tension. You know, we're all doing it for good cause and we understand and appreciate each other's and respect each other at the end of the day. So it's good to have those healthy conversations and debates. Even though Danny is not a point guard, I assume that you've learned a lot about the point guard position from Danny because he's played with Tony Parker, LeBron James, who's pretty much a point guard and Kyle Lowry, who's going to make a very good and strong debate to be a, a Hall of Famer if it's not going to be locked in. Uh, there is one thing, Tyrese, though, as we get ready to go, that I do not want you to learn from Danny. You ready <laughs> for it? I am. Okay. What you need to do, we're taping this on uh, the day of Danny's wife's birthday. What you need to do <laughs> is make sure that you have all of your let's say proposals or weddings or things of that nature, all, all anniversaries that you're going to celebrate on the same day around the same time so that you can do one grand gift or that you don't end up 
uh, having to do multiple gifts. So Danny's Danny, what what was the gift? Can you tell us the gift for the for your today? Wife? Oh, you seen the gift? Is that was 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 that at the at the? Never mind. Go ahead, Dan. No, that, and, that was, and you proposed. So he gift. proposed during gift. the summer. So he yes. proposed during the summer. The birth, her birthday is in February. The wedding anniversary is in August. As much as you try to run from it, bro, there's going to be multiple holidays for whoever it is you marry, whether it's Christmas, Valentine's Day, birthdays, anniversaries. You can try to mix them together as much as you can. Your best bet is doing, and I don't know if Manu will share this with Manu. I think my, one of my teammates did. might have been Manu. But a teammate of mine, he had an agreement with his wife. At a certain point, they just didn't do gifts anymore. That's your best bet because... There is no fight, fighting it or getting away from it or hiding from it. Holidays are going to happen. Birthdays are going to happen. And damn sure anniversaries and all the other stuff is going to happen. So your best bet is to try to make some type of compromise with that. Um, but yes, today was the wifey's birthday. Shout out to Mrs. Green. Uh, thank you for allowing me for to do this podcast during your birthday. But I did take, you know, she went and enjoyed her friends. We have, you know, do our own little thing, dinner and that's, and, you know, movie and get her a little gift and um you know we'll take our all-star break somewhere on a vacation to where i get to actually enjoy her birthday a little more and be able to celebrate her the right way but i said your best bet is to compromise by trying to limit the gifts on every holiday and anniversary how did how did manu pull that off i don't know if it's manu i'm not gonna say anybody's name but i was a teammate of mine i'm pretty sure it's in san antonio and i don't think they gotta edit that out Maybe, maybe not, but I think they, uh, yeah, you probably have to edit that out. But I think that at a certain point, they got old enough to where they, they didn't really care. For, mind you, they didn't like, she didn't like lavish things. I don't think he cared for them either. Um, so, yeah, they made an agreement to um, just keep it very limited and not do any gifts at all. Fair enough. And then finally, Ty, uh, Reese, we talked about this beforehand. Uh, can you tell everybody why whenever Danny decides to post on Instagram, you insist on putting his name in all caps in the <laughs> caption. Because when we, I was, you know, of course, I was observant of everything last year because it's my first year in the NBA. So our announcer, every time he said Danny Green's name when he was calling him out, at first I thought he was just going to say it like that when he was calling him out. He always was like, Danny Green, 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 Green. And it's like <laughs> a, long, <laughs> a long emphasis on it. And I was like, Dang, that's a cool way to call him out. And then, then he starts hitting threes, and he says it every time he, like, hits a three or scores a bucket or does anything good on the court. I'm like, so every time he posts something, you know, I've gotten lazy to where I only just do Danny Green. It's not – I don't do the whole thing, but, yeah, I, you know, I always mess with him about it. Puts it in caps. I said, they all uh, 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 greet me now. A lot of them will greet me and address me that way now. They just start yelling me like I'm an announcer. Danny Green, great. I'm like, yo, what up, what up, man? Sam, Sam coming – a bunch of – Everybody agrees to me that way now. But it is a cool way to be greeted. Yeah, it sounds like the vibes are good. Uh, also, before we started recording, I also kept on singing uh, to myself, uh, it's Friday again or uh, oh, man. today certain, or certain tonight because Georgia will stop. It's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Sunday, what? <laughs> yeah, Every that time. one, that's a trigger. And then, of course, we always, our goal is to hear 10, 9, 8, 76. Oh, yeah. So when we hear those songs, those are the songs that get us get us right. So, you know, we want to hear the 76 song. We want to hear the Friday song. Of course, George scores a bucket. But there's a couple songs that trigger us and it puts us in a really good mood. So we got to make sure that we hear the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then, of course, 10, 9, 8, 76. 
DG, I, I think I've heard Maxi sing it once in a press conference. Do you got you got the lyrics for the 10, 9, 8, 7? Do I have all the lyrics? If you play it, I know most Clap of Clap your hands. <laughs> Everybody from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. 76 76ers. Yeah, we got it, it plays it plays so much that like if you like as soon as the song comes on, everybody knows like from the team has to know the lyrics. Like it, it, you just have to hear the tone. There's actually a clip there of me goes. after Tyrese got the breakaway layup. I was about to dunk. I thought he was gonna throw it to me. I was about to dunk it. When we played, who was it? Overtime. Memphis. Yes, Memphis. We were both running together. He got a, I knew we were winning anyway. We was about to win. Layup. And you hear the song come on. The song comes on like maybe before he laid it up. And he's yelling at the fans. The song comes on. You can see me in the background dancing to the song. I got to find the clip for you, but it's hilarious, bro. You hear the clap your hands. Everybody gets super hyped. Yeah, yeah. It gets, yeah. When we hear that, it's, you know, it was a good night or a good day, whatever it was. Yep. For, for sure. Uh, Tyrese, it's been a pleasure. And as somebody who we've done this show a couple of times now, Danny probably knows I tremendously respect guys who actually got better. Like I remember Pascal Siakam when Danny was in Toronto was one of my favorite players, not just because he was good, but because he actually dedicated himself to get better. So you show a great amount of respect for the craft. And I appreciate that. And also you are a joy to pleasure and a pleasure to speak with. So uh, thank you for joining us, my friend. I appreciate y'all having me. I appreciate y'all having me. Last story I'll tell before I leave, Danny Green got on me. I forgot to tell the story. Danny Green got on me my rookie year, mid-season. He never told me before the like before the season started, like, hey Rook, you gotta get donuts before you know, before uh, shoot around. He just comes up me, comes up at me at one random shoot around, like, yo, Tyrese, where the donuts at? I'm like, donuts at? What are you talking about? I, I don't know. Are they upstairs? It's so it's crazy. Like, they didn't know they had no vets here, so nobody knew about donuts. And I'm like, yo, y'all don't do donuts? Where the fuck the donuts at? Whatever. Rookie's supposed to get the donuts. They had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like, yeah, y'all I had don't. No clue. Because none of the vets before them, like I guess Joel didn't have anybody put the Ben had nobody to make them get donuts. So it's supposed to be rookie duties, and they had no idea. So at the end of the year, now rookies this year finally get us donuts. But now yeah, I was confused. Like, man. They didn't I make him no carry idea. a book bag. He got away with so many things. Like the rookie hazing is is just non-existent now. Obviously not supposed to be, but any rookie duties have became non-existent. He didn't carry a book bag. They got away with so much murder. But the rookies we got now are pretty good ones. We got them doing quite a bit this year. Yeah, they did. They're doing way more than what I did last year. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I, I'll be I'll be tuned in. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Good luck in the playoffs. And secretly, now I'm kind of hoping that you guys play the Bulls and Kobe White gets a bunch of minutes. <laughs> that matchup, you looking for the Kobe White Tyrese Maxi matchup? It, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. No even, it, it wasn't no beef. But it would be an exciting matchup. Good luck in the, in the Rising Stars game, um, sophomore game, right? Sophomore uh, rookie game. And then, are you doing the challenges? Are you doing the Rising? Are you doing the, the dribble ch challenge? No, you're not doing. I don't plan on it. They should put you in it. No. Nah, After that step back that. three, you just hit. Nah, bro, I'm good on that. Good luck with All Star Weekend, my my guy. You couldn't. Time, you couldn't man. pay Danny to go to Cleveland. You couldn't pay Danny to go to Cleveland for. They All tried. They tried. <laughs> they tried. I almost thought about it, but uh, no. Nah, I'm enjoying my All Star break, man. You enjoy yours too. Good luck in in Cleveland, and I'll see you soon, of course. Appreciate the time, big dog. Everybody's watching. Read, rate, subscribe, review. H, take us home, King. You just did. 
It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams in Super Bowl 56. Hi there, everybody. This is Lindsay Rhodes. And if you want analysis for every angle of this exciting, surprising, legacy-defining matchup, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. Our guests and conversations aim to make you a savvier football fan. We're going to cut through the lazy narratives, and there are a lot of them. The low-hanging fruit, none of that. If you want to be the smartest person at your Super Bowl party, please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. New episodes up every Monday and Thursday. Almost time to go home. Before we do that, uh, the Super Bowl is Sunday, and I want to know what Danny's plans are because everybody will be watching. Uh, But before we do that, this past weekend, when the Sixers were in Chicago, the day before Danny stopped over and he hollered at Yay, hollered at AB. <laughs> was that was that the uh, the Donda Academy, the Donda Doves, I believe is their basketball name. Uh, Kanye West or Yay's high school basketball team played in a tournament. Uh, Danny, can you tell us why you were there and your experience watching the youngins get to work? It was dope, man. Big shout out to Darren Duncan, uh, who founded the battle, uh, put together an amazing event. And obviously the people that are part of it, Hector, Antoine, Tori. Um, John, John, all my homies, the list goes on down the line from from New York. Um, But it's something he founded in New York and brought it to different cities. And, you know, is now doing stuff with Donda Academy. Um, Got a chance to go check out some nice high school talent. You know, kids can can really play. And also there was a lot of, you know, high school games now are bigger than what, way bigger than what they were when I was a kid. Now they're like, you know, a lot of celebrities courtside. Obviously, Ye was there with Antonio Brown, the baby. Uh, Zoe was there, set it up to Zoe. And Justin LeBoy, you know, we grew up, you know, with him. We knew him pretty well, so it was up to him. Uh, Erbo was there, G. Erbo. Um, DeMar was there briefly, dipped out. There was a couple of people there, so I got a chance to say what's up. So I got a chance to see DeMar at the time, but um, said what up to a couple of people. I didn't go over to, yeah, I didn't go over to Antonio. I don't know them that well. But uh, it was a dope event, man. Some high school kids really getting after it, getting up and down. Highlights, athletic, got a chance to meet and talk to some of them, take some pictures after the games with some of those uh, young, talented kids. And, uh, you know, be a part of a group of my friends growing up from New York to both, you know, witnessed what they're, I guess, what they've executed, the project or the vision they've had over so many years, to be able to bring that to life, to be able to witness that uh, was, was a dope thing, man, to see, you know, it's always great to see your friends and family uh, thrive, but to see it up, up close and something of that stature uh, was, you know, really, really fun, man. It was exciting to see. Yep, and that game aired on Peacock, I believe. Uh, I know why you didn't say what up to Ye. And it's not because you don't know him like that. It's because you violated the dress code. I, I did. You didn't I wear didn't have all black, black on. <laughs> it's a whole movement, man. Everybody had all black on. I didn't. I got the memo late. I didn't pack that. So we on a road trip. I didn't pack all black. But I did cop me a, a, a yay shirt, a Donda Dove uh, long sleeve uh, to take back with me to, to the crib. But it was it was dope, man. So it was dope to see the 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 Donda following come to you know together and wear all black and, and be there to support him and, and his obviously in his hometown Chicago and, and supporting his academy. Uh by the time Sunday comes along, I will not be thinking about basketball. I will solely be thinking about football and the mm-hmm. potential for the Bengals or the Rams uh to win a Super Bowl. I'm kind of rooting for the Bengals because I used to cover the Bengals when I lived in Ohio, but I'm also kind of rooting for the Rams because I live in LA, so I can't really, I don't think I can lose. Um, so mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet ordeal. Hopefully by Sunday as well, the Sixers would have figured out how to break a zone defense, but that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Danny, what do you, what is your ultimate setup for Super Bowl Sunday? 
we have worked on our zone offense. We were going to do just fine. We were playing against the zone again. Uh, just that one day we had a struggles. But uh, for me, I, I'm going for Bengals, man. I, I'm, it's a year of the underdog for me. I think uh, that they're going to, I hope anyways, I said there's no losses for me because I have a lot of people, on the, I know people on the Rams and I do have lived in LA. Um, so I do root for the Rams, but I, I think it's the year of the underdog. I think they're going to catch them, you know, sleeping. I think LA's going to come out big, strong first half, kind of like Chiefs did. But then second half, you know, the Bills going to, uh, no, Bengals, sorry. Bengals going to, you know, kind of slow them down. Um, but my setup for Sunday, I'll probably be here in Philly since we have work. I do have games. Uh, I'll have an off day. But, you know, hopefully you have a, uh, may have a team gathering. I don't know, wives, girlfriends, whatever. But finding a place where we get a big screen and got to have some wings, bro. Got to have some wings, some ranch. Uh, some buffalo sauce. Um, maybe if you guys want pizza, whatever, cheese sticks, bread, whatever you need. But I got to have some wings with me. And I got to be watching the, 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 the Super Bowl on a big screen if I can. Um, so that's Flavor. the plan. That's the goal. Flavor of the wings. I'm a mild guy, man. I'm a mild buffalo sauce type of guy. I'm, I don't need extra. I do barbecue sauce what? sometimes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Not a, I'm not a dry... I mean, I could do either or. As long as you have some buffalo sauce, yeah. I'm cool. So, and some ranch. I need some ranch. Um, I can't, but outside I can't of that, with the ranch. I'm not a big lemon pepper guy. I do like barbecue sometimes. Um, I'll dabble in different stuff, but mostly those two are my go-tos. What's your setup looking like? Ultimate go-to. Ulti- well, first, first and foremost, I am an appreciator of not just sports. I'm, I appreciate broadcasting. So I don't like to be around a lot of people during the big game. I like to be, to be honest with you, I'd rather be by myself. With, so with one homie, see, see one little date okay. or something like that. Okay. <laughs> just And I just want to hear the comment. I want to hear the game. I want to hear the commentary. I don't like people talking over the game. Um, I'm not with it. I like to I like to get the whole broadcasting experience. I'm a nerd. That nah, way. I like I like the um, rowdiness, man. You got to have the rock people going back and forth. Some people ruin placing bets, yelling at the referees. What are we do? What are you doing? I'm saying it's, I need all of that. That sounds like fun, but I appreciate broadcasting too much. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I, I wish I wasn't this way, but I am. Um, And then I have to have absolutely have to have chips and dip. If if you said if you said all you all we have are chips and dip. I'm kind of straight. chips. I don't really care, man. As long as, dip? Dip. As, okay. long as, as long as you got queso dip, as long as you got queso dip, I'm with it. Okay, That's so it. it could be any type of chip with queso dip. It could be ruffles. Yeah, it could be ruffles, Doritos. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> just give me, just give me the queso. I'm with it. I'll make it happen. Got you. Got you. Oh got goodness. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show, Tyrese. Uh, has very good energy. One of my favorite guests so far. He's might be a top 10, might be a top 10 guests that we've had so far. We've had a lot. Um, we had good energy. Uh, yeah, nonetheless, yeah. that's Danny Green. Sure. I'm Harrison Sanford. We're on, in, we're on Instagram. That's inside the green room. We're on your podcast apps. We're on your TV sometimes too, I guess. Um, and we're, we're on Twitter, even though. Green, green room inside. Handle, you know, yeah, we can't get the. The one we want, but we got green room inside. So we're there, hopefully, until further notice. The owner of the inside green room Twitter account. I'm going to say it once. I've said it twice. I've said it three times. I've said it four times. I will say it a fifth time. Give it up, bruh. It's stick up time. Give it to us rightful owners. Yeah, we got we got some good business discussion. Some business <laughs> to discuss. Until then. Read, rate, subscribe, review.
Sirius XM Podcasts.